You're listening to Grads Give Back, the podcast that asks graduates of Humber College's business marketing program what they're doing now, how they got there, and how Humber helped them along the way. They'll share their best tips, tricks, and tools so you too can be successful in your career. Grads Give Back, the podcast. Let's listen in. Welcome to all of you. Today on the program, I'm speaking with business marketing graduate Natasha Prasad, Director of Partner Marketing at Venice Solutions. We'll take a look at her journey from international student to marketing professional and why sometimes it's important to dive in and take those little opportunities whenever they come up. Along the way, she'll discuss the importance of brushing up on your presentation skills, building up your professional networks, and the importance of highlighting your professional interests to help you stand out from the crowd, both on your resume and in the interview room. She'll share these tips and a whole lot more that will help you in your future career. Natasha Prasad, welcome to Grads Give Back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you are currently doing. Uh, I know that you are currently working with Venice Solutions. Could you just give uh, our listeners a little bit of an idea about what it is that Venice Solutions does out there in the world? Sure. So Vena is an FP&A software, uh, meaning financial planning and analysis software. And our vision and, and position in the market is really to create a platform and a solution that enables growth and enables companies to grow, not just within finance, but across the organization. The software itself integrates all of your business data. So you can use Vena to stay connected, integrate your business data sources, whether it's financial, non-financial, internal or external, to drive smarter, more data-driven business decisions with numbers that you can trust. And the FPDA software itself is um, with a native Excel interface. So our prospects and our customers can continue to use a tool that they know. Now, I know that right now at uh, Venice Solutions, you are currently the director of partner marketing. Now, when you and I spoke before this recording, we talked about the idea that not everyone may know what partner marketing is. So could you fill, fill in the blanks for us a little bit on that subject? So when you think about partner marketing, it's really working with partners and not acquiring partners per se to help strengthen your position in the market because partners are selling your product or your service on your behalf. Let me take a step back. You know, when you think of partners, there are different types of partners, right? You have your resellers who will sell the product for you. But then in, in our case, because we have, we're a software company, we have partners that implement the software. So if they say, you know, we brought on a new customer and we don't have you know, feet on the ground in that particular city or province or state or country, we may have a partner who can play that role for us. And then you also have technology partners. So we have partners where our technologies integrate and together we're able to provide an even better product and solution. Now, taking a step back, I know that prior to this role, you were working uh, in demand generation and you mentioned it a moment ago. What is demand generation and what was your role in uh, making that happen for Venice Solutions? So when you think of demand gen, you know, it's really about, as the name suggests, creating demand and using different channels 
marketing channels or communication channels, digital channels, field channels to get your product, your brand out into the market and creating interest, creating an awareness, the role that digital marketing plays within that umbrella of demand. It's using the digital channel to actually bring that awareness and 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 get eyeballs because it's all about the eyeballs, right? The more eyeballs you have in your brand and the product, you know, through the laws of conversion and pipeline metrics, you know, eventually you get to that to that sale or deal. Now, taking a step back further in your career since you left Humber, how did you get into the digital marketing space? Was it a course that you took at Humber or was it something that was kind of happening out there in the marketing world and you jumped in and found an opportunity? So interesting story. I, I'll take it back to even before I got to Humber, where, you know, I did my undergrad with got a degree in economics and minor in statistics, econometrics, have this vision I was going to work with, you know, some research company and ended up doing HR and, and was a comp analyst for for a few years. That's a compensation analyst? Yes, correct. Compensation analyst. So I was in that HR HR industry for a while, but then decided I want to go back to school and I wanted to do something else. I, like, I was just like, this can't be it for, for Natasha. Like I, I wanted something else. And my journey in trying to figure out what, what that something else was, I actually did a bit at um, UFT and I started preparing for my CFA one and two. And I did um, some coursework there. Chartered financial analyst, I think. Yeah. So I did some of the precursor work there just to prepare myself for the final exam. And that was just around the time the markets crashed in 2009, 2008, 2009, and banks were letting people go and no one was hiring students like me. And I was like, why? Maybe this isn't the best idea. And I was like, well, let's see what else is out there. And I started Googling and I, I came across the Humber marketing program and um, thought, huh, that's interesting. You know, obviously being on that business trajectory, I thought digital marketing, business marketing would be the next best thing. And when I signed up for the program, I want to believe, and Christina will keep me honest on this, but I want to believe that I was part of one of the first, if not second years of this program. It was new. The digital marketing aspect of the program. Of the business marketing program was new. Um, so, you know, I, I came on board and, you know, because of my analytical background, and again, you know, I'm thinking economics, statistics, finance, like I've always been a very analytical person, mm-hmm. but I've always been very, I've always loved creativity and the arts. So that mashup of analytics and creativity in digital marketing was like the perfect marriage for me. And we had to create a blog. We were using um, my blog spot. Do you remember my blog spot? Wow, no, that's that's going back. That's going back a ways. I do remember. I, I do remember, but I know we didn't use it uh, recently in the program. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't exist anymore. I think Google bought it out and dismantled it. But um, we used my Blogspot or my Blogger. I, I think it was Blogspot. Yeah, and I created my blog, and we started looking at Google Analytics. And I thought, wow, though, this is something that speaks to me. And I also saw what the future of that looks like. I thought, you know, if, if I can learn this now, because this is something that's going to impact everything and everyone, it's going to be part of everything. It was already there. I mean, I'm talking 10 years ago. 
I was just going to say that we should we should put some context into this for uh, those who are listening. You you were in the program or finished the program around 2010, yeah. which it's so hard to believe that was now 10 years ago. Yeah. And what's more astonishing to me than anything is that only 10 years ago, this whole digital marketing thing was in its, not its infancy, but it was basically only a toddler at the time. And here we are now where it's omnipresent, ever present. It is the future of marketing. Yeah. And again, not that it didn't exist before, but it just was not mainstream as it is now. And that was where I thought, you know, this is something that I can really move with and grow with. Well, you said, yes, it was the it was the marriage, finally, of of your two passions, like creativity, the arts and also this um, financial, uh, mathematical, statistical background for you coming together in marketing and digital marketing. Exactly. I mean, and the other thing too, in, in terms of how I landed here is, and I've, I've shared this with, with students in the past, is I was an international student. I did my undergrad in Alberta mm-hmm. as an international student, went back to Trinidad and, uh, you know, dilly-dallied as most university graduates do and thought, you know, did my, did started working there and thought, I, I need, I, I'm going back to Canada and I want to figure out what my opportunities are there. And in that journey, you know, I had to go back to school. That was part of the recommendation. You need to go back to school. You need to start the process again, especially if you want to move there permanently. You know, that will be the best way for you to go about that. I've heard that story before from some of my fellow classmates in my time at uh, Humber who were international students, uh, that it really was sort of the best way to not only get trained in digital marketing, but also introduce yourself and get introduced to the Canadian labor market, say in marketing or whatever industry it might be. Exactly. And that's sort of where, as an international student, you know, looking at the best opportunities for me and seeing the support that Humber has, the the programs that they had, had and have in place for international students was a big draw for me. Even getting my first job in marketing, I got it through the Career Center. Really? How did that How did that happen? So I, again, because, you know, I'm an international student and things are expensive and I'm by myself and I got to work and pay my bills and my rent and buy groceries. And I went to this, the Career Center and I found this internship. Interestingly, it was an unpaid internship. It was with a company called Round 5. Uh, I don't think they they're around anymore, but they they manufactured and sold uh, toy replicas of UFC fighters. And oh, interesting. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was a cool job, you know. And I did social media marketing and event field field marketing with them. So you know, part of my job was booking the fan expos and getting all of the materials ready for that, and chatting with client managers to get clients and um, some of the fighters there for signing or working with fighter managers to get photo images for toy development. And it was cool. It was my first taste of social media marketing too. You know, I've had, I've done some campaigns with some of the fighters like Vandalay and it was really, really cool experience, but it was unpaid. But I, and, I, and even though I needed the money at the time, I told myself, I was like, you know what, Natasha, you're an international student. You need the experience. This is the only thing presenting itself. Like, I'm going to do it. They eventually brought me on board as a marketing coordinator. They made it a paid role. And it was great. And that was my first taste of working in Canada. 
and also working in marketing. And interestingly, in my last semester at Humber, the owner of a now well-known and respected marketing agency called Candybox, when it was just him and one other person, uh, he did a presentation in the Google Analytics class, and he opened up a job opportunity to anyone in the class um, to work with his company. I applied and I was awarded the position. So after I finished my program at Humber, I left the round five Mm -hmm. and started working with Candybox, really getting that hands-on experience. So again, my first real job also came from that Humber experience. And I stayed with Candybox for two years before moving into the software space. How important do you think it is to sometimes just take those opportunities when they come along, whatever they might be? They're so important because they're not easy. In that moment, when you're presented with something, you start thinking about all the possibilities and all the negative things. You know, you usually think of the negative negative before the positive Mm -hmm. and you have to go for it. If there is a job opportunity that you question because you're not 100% sure, but you it's better than what you have now, (laughs) I say go for it. What would you say are the skills that you learned at Humber mm-hmm. that you do find that you use every day? Is it is it theories? Is it is it practical things? Is it using Excel and PowerPoint? What what are are the things that you learned there that you didn't know before you went to Humber that you use every day? So to answer your question, the one thing that I wouldn't say I learned there, but I developed there mm. was my presentation skills. Because I was actually on the OCMC team mm-hmm. and I did the sales presentation and I got second place and all the coaches will tell you I was very upset about it because I thought I should have won. Because if you know me, you know, I'm a very competitive person. And I was like, how, how dare they not give me first place? I'm so upset. But that is amazing. That is amazing. You, you placed so highly in the competition. That's what, and especially doing sales presentation. I also did OCMC. I know that was one of the solo events where you're on your own. Yes, that's challenging. Yeah. And we should just mention that OCMC stands for the Ontario College Marketing Competition, which is an annual event where students from marketing programs at various colleges around the province come together to compete in a case study style competition. It's it's very competitive. It was. But in that program, I learned a lot about my presentation skills. And how I articulate and how I speak. I, you know, I remember one of the coaches telling me, Natasha, you slur when you speak. And I never noticed that. I learned and I got a lot of feedback in that exercise and in that process where to this day, because, you know, when you're, when you're leading a team, you have to present all the time and you're not only presenting to your team, but you're also presenting to your superiors. You're presenting externally. You're representing the company in some regards. And the ability to present, it's so important. It's so important, especially as you become more senior in your in your career and you become you move into a senior role, you have to be able to articulate and present. And every time I present, I get nervous. James, <laughs> I get so scared. I get shaky because I am a very naturally shy person. A lot of people wouldn't know that. I'm a very shy person. It takes a lot for me to stand in front of a crowd. Yes. But, you know, I do what I have to do and, and I deliver. And every single time I always say, oh, thank God for OCMC. 
<laughs> because if I didn't go through that exercise and that process, I wouldn't have learned the skills that I that I use every day. The job that I'm currently in right now, the interview process was literally read a case, figure out what's going on, mm -hmm. make a PowerPoint about it, and provide your recommendations as if this were your actual uh, role. Mm -hmm. And when I found that out, I thought, thank God I did OCMC, because that's literally the definition of what we do in the OCMC yeah. experience. Exactly. Exactly. And I just find there are certain things like that at Humber that they really, they there's a lot of forethought in the program that they sort of prepare you for what you're actually going to be doing when you hit the ground running out there. You know, you are going to be standing at the front of the room making a presentation. It might be on your first day. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be prepared. And it definitely, it definitely teaches you that. Humber teaches you that for sure. Do you have any um, tips mm -hmm. for students who are either looking for their internships while they're in the program or just looking for jobs afterwards, starting out on that whole process? Sure. So, I mean, in terms of internship jobs, you know, obviously, as I shared, my internship was unpaid. And, you know, I know that Humber obviously is focusing on trying to bring more of those paid internships where it's you're never faced with that option. Like, you know, mm -hmm. who wants an unpaid job? No one, no one. But if that's the only opportunity presenting itself, take it. Because, you know, what it did for me was gave me a foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And I was able to negotiate after. And in some cases, if you can't negotiate, there's always going to be something else that's going to come along. So you might as well get a little experience while you wait. Exactly. If you find something either through a network or, you know, like you said, through Humber, um, you find yourself in the interview room. Yes. And, you know, all of those questions from the hiring people start to come your way. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for how to prepare for that interview or what should you bring bring to the interview to be prepared? So I would say, I mean, in my job search process, it's always good to find out who your potential reporting manager might be. And this is something I've done before where I've reached out on LinkedIn and I've sent direct LinkedIn messages and I'll say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, um, you know, I just applied for a job on your team, would love the opportunity to chat, you know, and I've had, um, I've had candidates do that with me as well. And I'll be honest, I don't always respond, mm -hmm. but their name resonates with me. And if I do look at my stack of resumes, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember her. She reached out to me on LinkedIn. Um, what does it mean to you that you've seen someone try to make that contact? I mean, it tells me that they're interested and they're taking that extra step. Mm. They want me to, to see and recognize that, you know, hi, I'm here. Because when you think about, especially in marketing, marketing is a very competitive space right now, especially digital, especially demand very competitive. So if you can imagine you post a job out there, you're going to get hundreds of applications. So how do you set yourself apart from everyone else? Right. And it's possible that going through, you know, when I'm going through resumes, I scan, you know, I look for the immediate things like I might look at job experience or areas of professional focus. Um, that would be another tip that I would provide is when you think about how you summarize you know, your experience or your intent, it's always good to have professional interests because you may be applying, you know, you know, maybe it's a digital marketing role, you know, website, 
front-end development, SEO, SEM, you know, that's the role. But my professional interest really lies with pipeline analytics and understanding how marketing impacts the business. And it shows me that there's a lot more thought going into their journey. It's not just about coming to work and doing a job, but there's actual thought and interest in what and how their role or potential role will impact the business. It almost sounds like if they've taken the time to narrow their focus and 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 write about that narrow focus in their application, you have a better idea of what their journey and story has been and how that might apply to the role that you're hiring for. And even just even in the interview, like if you get to that interview phase and you're talking about your experience, don't be afraid to share your professional interest in the area, mm. you know, because it shows that you're able to see all aspects of marketing and not just be siloed and tunneled in your one area. I want to touch just a a little bit on the notion of networking. How important do you think networking is in not only finding a job, but maintaining your professional network, even even beyond graduation, even into your career? It's so important. Um, It's valuable peer-to-peer in the sense that, you know, you get ideas, Maybe you're working on something and you want to run and, you know, you're like, man, I feel like I'm missing an aspect of this presentation. You know, you can reach out to a peer on LinkedIn because I have some of those, you know, where I reach out on LinkedIn and I ask for for tips. Hey, you know, I know you're working here. Have you ever come across something like this? And you're able to kind of, I don't know, soundboard ideas, if you will, when you have that, that connection, that networking. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, when I think of those pre-in-person days, you know, not now where we're all virtual, but you have those meetups or you might go to a marketing conference and there's a networking area where you can meet of colleagues and, and, and professionals from different companies and industries and exchange LinkedIn profiles and connect and chat about the industry because you always learn from others, right? And I find that very valuable. Also, there may be a job or career opportunity out of it as well. So I think it's it's all about finding where those networking opportunities are. LinkedIn is a good place to start now, especially in a virtual world. A lot of MarTech, marketing technology companies, are hosting free conferences now online where you know you can sign up and do some aspect of the conference for free, and it always includes a networking bit. Wow. So that will be a really good way of connecting with colleagues. How important do you think it is to maintain those relationships or build those relationships when you're not looking for a job? Yeah, I think so. It's just good to have those relationships. And, you know, sometimes you acquire them in school. Like when you think of how you you build your networking base, it starts off with your colleagues in class Mm -hmm. because they're going off on their own journey. You're going off on yours. Between the two of you, you may be able to introduce each other to someone you know, or a group or a company, or you might be the one providing the job opportunity. I will say this, that the two jobs that I've had since uh, leaving Humber, both of them have come through my classmate connections. See, there you go. There you go. And then beyond that, when you think about your journey, 
in life and work, you know, you, you leave with friends and connections and networks. That's right. So I have connections with colleagues and friends from previous jobs, some of which come back to me and say, hey, I'm now here. We're looking for someone. Would you be interested in an interview? Or it's reverse where I'm at a company and I'm like, hey, you know, we're really looking for someone. Would you be interested? You know, so when you think of that network, classmates, colleagues, just straight up outreach on LinkedIn. And it's so important to maintain that. Well, Natasha Prasad, I wanted to thank you for being our go-to Pete today <laughs> and sharing all of your advice and information with us. Thank you so much. It was so great to be here today, James. Thank you. And you can follow Natasha on LinkedIn or check out the job postings at Venice Solutions by clicking on the links provided. And that's all for this edition of Grads Give Back. Be sure to join us again on our next episode when we speak with yet another of our inspiring business marketing graduates. Until then, I'm your host, James Anderson. Thank you for listening.